ahead and take your speed up your number one now, runway 27, clear to land, green dot. Welcome to Oshkosh, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the EAA Green Dot, EAA's podcast for anyone and everyone who loves aviation. I'm one of your hosts today. I'm Chris Henry, the museum manager here in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and uh, I'm actually uh, hosting solo. They they trust me with this, so uh, hopefully I can I can land this for you today. Um, but you know we don't we don't get a, a really great chance sometimes to talk about our own programs, and uh, it was kind of brought to our attention that we hadn't talked about chapters. And it's really important because it's a, it's a really ingrained uh, sort of uh, part of our history, part of our organization and what we do. Uh, so I brought two uh, people uh, that are going to be great ambassadors to that program, be able to talk uh, about it and uh, talk about how you can become a part of a chapter and part of EAA. So with me today, uh, first we have uh, Charlie Becker, who is the Director of Chapters and Communities and the Home Built Community Manager. So Charlie, thank you so much for coming on today. Anytime, Chris. And also, we have uh, David Lighting, who is the Eagles program manager. Uh, again, David, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, some thanks time. for having us, Chris. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm going to hit Charlie first here. Uh, Charlie, you know, um, I once, uh, and maybe I'm incorrect, but and correct me if I am wrong, but I had once heard that Paul had said something like chapters were sort of EA's churches throughout the country or something like that. Uh, um, can you talk to us a little bit about how the chapters got their start and, and how we got to where we are today with them. Sure, you bet. Yeah, so I mean, EA's founded in 1953. Of course, we're in our 70th anniversary year right now. And basically what happened, it was a local aircraft building club. I mean, that's what EA was in 1953. And there was a guy, Ray Stitz, out in Riverside, California at Flavob Airport, who was seeing what was going on and had joined, but, you know, he's in California, so he didn't get to go to the gathering of, you know, the members every month. And he said, boy, you know, that looks really great. And I, I want to do the same thing out here. And he was already a home builder and, you know, accomplished designer, built a, built his own aircraft at that point. But he said, hey, we want to do this out here. And he petitioned EAA and they, they had a vote in December. It was published in the December experimenter that uh, a motion was made to basically authorize chapters and that they'd have a, a committee figure out the details. And so the first chapter was formed in January of 1954. So within the first year of EAA, you had, you know, chapters come on the scene and, you know, I look at it as it was a really, smart thing of how this shook out because at this point in time, EA had no grand designs to be, you know, like the world's leader of the home built movement. It was a, it was just a mutual support club around building your own aircraft. So the idea that they allowed, you know, chapter one under the banner of EAA set it up well, because otherwise we could have ended up with four or five or six regional groups promoting home building and you wouldn't have gotten the critical mass to really make a difference. You know, it's always interesting. Uh, I started out working in membership and we would get calls from time to time and people would, as you're talking to them, just ask like, why is chapter one not in Oshkosh? So, you know, it's really funny. And that's exactly why is because the first chapter was out in Flaybob. Um, that's right. That That's awesome. Um, how did you first get involved with, with chapters and with EAA? So the idea of building your own aircraft is what, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. It was, it was really Air Venture, you know, the convention. I, I had read about it in, in Flying Magazine and made the trip up here with my flight instructor and my dad. And up until that point, I had 
kind of written off home building is kind of a crazy idea. But then I came to convention, saw the aircraft and was just blown away by the quality of workmanship and what you could do with a, you know, a kid aircraft and learned about that whole concept and basically went home and, you know, decided I wanted to build an aircraft. And that's where the chapter stepped in. Uh, and I, I needed the support of a chapter. So I, I joined chapter 32 in St. Louis and that's how I kind of got involved. Wow. What, uh, what year was that? Uh, but it would have been like 94. Okay. That's awesome. What, and what have you, uh, what have you built so far? Uh, a Sonics is the primary aircraft that I've built. And then I've currently working on a super cub knockoff and I've had my hand in, uh, the EA employee build helped get that over the finish line. And obviously the one week wonder aircraft. So, um, have my hand in a few different things. Well, and, and I mean, they're all special. I mean, but, uh, the one week wonder is a pretty unique thing for, for folks who don't know, uh, maybe tell them just a little bit about what, what is that? Yeah. So that is the idea of building an aircraft in the seven days of air venture. And we've done it three times now, first with a Zenith, uh, cruiser, then an, a Vans RV 12, and most recently with a Sonics YX. And, What's kind of cool is we will take those aircraft out when we visit chapters and usually do a bit of a tour with them. And I know David was a, a part of that when we went out to the West Coast chapters. Wow. And, you know, and I, th- I think the thing that's special about chapters and, you know, it gives you a focal point in the community to get together and, and everybody with the same maybe interests or goals has a, has a place at an airport to come together. I mean, I I know, uh, you know, we didn't really have uh, an EA chapter that I was aware of yet, we did, we do now where I was in at, uh, in Indiana. Um, but I just remember there were days where you're like, it was hard IFR. You knew you weren't going to fly, but like, you'd still kind of go hang out at the airport because your friends were out there and you'd kind of bum around one another's hangers and, and chat. And, you know, the, the chapters give you that aspect, but they give you a much more, uh, goal oriented, uh, meeting as well. I mean, so it's, it's getting more and more younger people into it. Um, you know, it's, it's just a great thing. If you're, if you're out there looking to get involved, uh, we have, we definitely have assets that we can leverage to help you cross that fence and be uh, on the other side of the fence at the airport. So, um, now speaking of that, David, you got your start with, uh, chapters, correct? Yeah, sort of Chris. So I, uh, I grew up about two hours by car South of, of Oshkosh. And I grew up as a young kid coming up to air adventure with my family every year. And Ended up going to the University of North Dakota to study aviation. And, you know, all I knew up to that point was EAA and AirVenture. That was kind of really my only involvement with uh, with aviation. And now all of a sudden you have this, you know, 18-year-old, you know, still kid transplanted, you know, 12 hours from home. And it was like, okay, what do I do now? How do I make friends? How do I, you know, stay connected to aviation even though I was going to school for it? And one of the first things I did was uh, look up if there was a local chapter in the area. And it turned out that there was, and it was a bit of a unique one because it was, you know, closely tied to a lot of the university students. So immediately for me, you know, uh, what the chapter gave me was kind of my connection back to the real, you know, uh, you know, passionate side of aviation rather than just the university setting. It gave me, you know, a group of like-minded individuals that we could, you know, bond over you know, this, this certain area, uh, of aviation. And, you know, we'd come to air venture together as a chapter and, uh, we would go to other regional events together as a chapter. And that's actually how I met Charlie was we, uh, a group of us flew over to, 
uh, Anoka, Minnesota, there was an AOPA fly-in going on and uh, like eight members of our chapter all went together and we ran into uh, Charlie Becker, Jack Pelton, and Kyle Voltz actually, who were there with one of the One Week Wonders in the year after the Zenith was built. And uh, through that, got to know Charlie. And, uh, you know, long story short, that's kind of how I ended up here on staff was just through a, you know, a random meeting at a, at a fly-in in Minnesota with some of my, you know, my, my chapter members. So, um, you know, I look back at that group and again, it was very unique because we were very young at the time. And, you know, you're always kind of forging those lifelong friends when you're going through that university experience, but truly that group, uh, that I met through that chapter, you know, we still camp together every year at Air Venture, you know, even 10 years you know, later, uh, we're in each other's weddings. We're going to visit each other, and uh, it's a pretty special connection you make with these these folks. Um, you know, at your local chapter because it really is the best of the best in, you know, in uh, in aviation. Well, and there has to be, a, I think, a sense of pride in your chapter, knowing that you're now on staff here. I'm, I I've experienced that a little bit when I was a controller at Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, I joined Chapter 132 there and would, you know, go down for the meetings and we'd do some fly-ins and, and things like that and pancake breakfast. And uh, and I'd always work the pancake breakfast because, uh, A, selfishly, I wanted to I wanted the traffic. You know, I wanted to, to be where the action was. Um, but, um, you know, I think, A, they enjoyed having their controller as a chapter member that would actually show up, hang out at the meetings and like be part of the community there on the field. I think that was actually really important. Um, but, uh, but I still get notes from them every time they come up for a weekend work party or something that like, Hey, we're here. You better come over and see us. <laughs> you know, So it's a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. That, that summer that I met, uh, Charlie at the, the flying in Minnesota, I was actually interning at the St. Cloud, uh, airport in St. Cloud, Minnesota and had joined their local chapter. Uh, the day I moved to town there, I got finished unpacking in my guest room and I just happened to look up the local chapter and they were meeting that night <laughs> and it was just like perfect timing. So I jumped in my car, drove out to the airport, showed up like halfway through the meeting. Uh, and I ended up staying probably 90 minutes after the, the event had actually concluded because again, it was just one of those situations you walk into this hangar just full of, you know, warm, welcoming people. And, uh, in very short order, I felt like I was a part of the St. Cloud airport community, uh, more so thanks to the chapter than it was actually working at the airport. Yeah. You know, I, I do a good bit of, uh, lectures traveling to do those. And every time we go to a chapter, you know, you go somewhere where I don't, I don't know anybody other than the person who invited me. But within minutes, you, you you find some friends there. I mean, and I, I guarantee you, every t- every time I'm speaking at a at a chapter somewhere, when I come out, I usually come out with like a few Facebook uh, friend requests or something like that, you know, because it's a it's a small community and people are there to all support one another. It, it, it's really a, a fantastic thing to be part of. And what I love about it is, to me, it's almost like a microcosm of what we do for seven days during Air Venture. Like you have such a unique combination of individuals with different interests in aviation, different backgrounds in aviation, people that are just getting started in aviation, and they're all there to, you know, lean on each other, have fun with one another. Um, and, you know, that to me was really highlighted. Charlie was talking about when we did the the One Week Wonder Tours, uh, myself and uh, Serena Camps, who used to be on staff, we were out and we did the West Coast Swing in the RV-12 and, you know, every chapter that we visited, we visited eight over the course of seven days. You know, the vast majority uh, hadn't been to Oshkosh within at least the last four or five years. You know, so for them, AirVenture is kind of this once every, you know, five to 10 year trip that they get to take. But their true tie to EAA is at their chapter level. And that is, 
you know, to them, that is EAA. It's what happens at the local airport. It's not what we do here in Oshkosh. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong, we have chapters outside of this country even, right? Yeah, about two dozen, maybe a little bit more than that, Charlie. Yeah, there's about 30 chapters that are not in the U.S. Canada, obviously, is the the number one location. Then we have a handful around the world. That's, that's incredible. I mean, all from, from starting at one gentleman's uh, house down uh, outside of Milwaukee. I mean, that that is truly incredible. Um, we're going to put this in the, the, the show description as well, but if somebody wants to get involved in a chapter – you know, what's, what's the easiest and quickest way for them to do it? The easiest way is just go to ea.org slash find a chapter. And there's a lookup, both a, a map and, you know, by state. So that's definitely, you know, the easiest way. And then there's a way to contact the chapter, see when their, their gatherings are um, all, you know, th- that's going to be the best way. And, and, you know, there's usually more than one in an area. So, you know, I always, when we're talking about chapters, I always say, you know, we basically give them a gun and a badge and say, here's your territory and, you know, go do good things. And uh, so they get to decide what they want to, you know, kind of emphasize. I mean, they're all aviation based. They all have, you know, the EA DNA, but, you know, are they a little bit more oriented towards home building support or are they more about youth programs? You know, it's really up to to them as to what the makeup of that chapter is going to be and what activities that they decide to do. So, if you're fortunate enough to be in an area where there's multiple ones, I would strongly encourage, you know, you know, taking a, a, a night and going to a couple of different cha- uh, the chapters and seeing which one fits best with what your desires are as a, uh, you know, as a member of EAA. And I'll also just say, you know, if you have an emphasis that you want to, uh, you know, get involved or start up more youth programming, I mean, you know, raise your, it's a hundred percent volunteer organization. If you raise your hand and say, Hey, you know, I want to, you know, lead a, you know, a youth workshop. Most chapters are going to be like, hey, that's great. You know, if you're willing to do it, we're willing to support you. So you talked about chapter activities. What are some of the, I would say, like maybe most common chapter activities to expect if you uh, join join a chapter? I'm going to let David talk about that because I would say today that Young Eagles is probably the number one program that EA offers that's executed through the chapters. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Again, to Charlie's point, the DNA of each chapter is completely unique and they all kind of have their own recipe for success on, you know, the number of programs they do or what combination. But by and large, you know, Young Eagles is the number one chapter program out there. Uh, I think last year was something like 70% of our chapters were participating in the Young Eagles program. And when we get a new chapter to form, you know, four out of five times on their new chapter application, the reason they put on there for wanting to form a chapter is we want to fly Young Eagles, you know, at our local airport. Uh, And of course, Young Eagles has now been around for over 30 years, uh, providing free introductory flights to kids, you know, ages eight through 17. Um, We're just over 2.3 million kids flown now. And in, you know, today's landscape, well over 90% of those kids flowing on an annual basis are, you know, direct byproducts of the chapter network, which is awesome because now you've not only, you know, you know, created a spark in that youth for aviation, but you now put them in a community where you can fan that flame and really cultivate a true uh, passion and interest. So, you know, I would say within the last five to six years, we've done some more work here from Oshkosh to help you know, put some resources in place to help chapters build on top of that, you know, Young Eagles program with things like the Ray Aviation Scholarship, where now we have, 
you know, about 160 chapters around the country that are offering, you know, $11,000 flight training scholarships uh, as one of their programs, uh, hands-on workshops. Uh, many, many chapters are now starting to introduce teen build programs where the kids come in and they literally, you know, will meet once, twice, maybe two, th- two times a week uh, under the supervision of chapter volunteers and build something like an RV-12 or, you know, a Zenith 750. As a matter of fact, we're doing that right here in Oshkosh with our local chapter 252. We're doing a, a teen build. Um, but the programs don't just stop with youth. There's plenty of adult programs. Uh, you know, each month, a lot of chapters put on educational uh, presentations. Some chapters will dabble in, you know, different types of home building workshops, you know, getting hands on with uh, welding, fabric covering, those sorts of things. Uh, we have our IMC and VMC programs, which focus on flight proficiency and all different, uh, you know, types of aviation. So, Again, even above and beyond what we provide here, chapters get pretty creative and, you know, some of the things they want to do as a local group that, you know, satisfies the need for that, uh, that local airport. So I, you could probably do a whole 40 minute podcast just on like chapter programs alone, because it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool what, what chapters can come up with. Let's not forget pancakes. Uh, I mean, those are those are pretty good. Yeah, so. the tried and true pancake <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> those are really neat, though. I mean, it's a it's a reason to go out, fly the plane, get together, come out in the morning. Uh, I used to really love it working in the tower. They even bring them up to the tower for yeah, us. So I was just going to say, fun. a lot of them will do tower tours yeah. occasionally, so they get meet the controllers and yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a good time. We used to get about four or five airplanes going at once to, for the young eagle rides. It was pretty fun. Um, so. I mean, it sounds like if there's an interest in aviation, there's something for you at a chapter. It doesn't matter what level you're interested in it at. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, we oftentimes, you know, especially if you work here in the building like we do, we tend to focus on the benefits of EAA. You know, what are the, you know, I get a magazine, I get this or that. But I always try to reinforce the fact that fundamentally EA got started around the association, you know, Air, Experimental Aircraft Association. And that association is what the chapters provide. It's the members helping members. I mean, you know, when you need help at the local level, I mean, if you have, a, you know, some problem that you're facing in aviation, I mean, it's going to be your chapter members that can help bail you out. So, um, I would, I mean, similar to what David said, you know, when I moved to Washington, D.C. for work, the first thing I did was join the local chapter. And, those, you know, I've made friends out there that are still friends to this day. So I just can't stress enough how much it can be kind of that aviation mutual support society. And so whatever it is that you're, you're after, there's a good, really good chance that someone in that chapter can help. And they're willing to help, too. Well, one of my favorite stories, and I'm going to turn it over and ask you, I'll put you guys on a spot in just a moment to see what if you have a favorite maybe success story or, or uh, just something that came out of a chapter. But uh, a few years ago, um, a young girl was in school and she was told that um, she couldn't be a, a pilot because she was a girl. And she had sort of put her dream out there. This was her wish was to become a pilot. And UPS actually did a really cool uh, story on her. Her name's Taylor. And... Taylor, uh, we reached out to Taylor, found her, connected her with a local EA chapter, who then in turn sent her to Air Academy, uh, and now she uh, she just got rated to fly. Um, she's working on her private, and she does a powered parachute right now. Um, but I mean, it's amazing that you know when I first reached out to her mom, her mom said we don't know where to even go. You know, we know, we have a a young lady who wants to be a pilot, and we have no idea where to even take her. And that EA chapter literally like sort of led the way and they were like, just come with us. 
And the next thing you know, here she is at Air Academy. <laughs> so um, do you guys have a have a favorite story like that or, or do you have a like a top 10 of, of, of things like that? I have one that, you know, the one it's kind of it's not too dissimilar to your story, Chris. Um, you know, EAA has a, a presence at Sun and Fun down in Lakeland, Florida every year. And a couple of years ago, uh, we actually had the RV12 One Week Wonder on display. Uh, and I happened to be working the booth that year, and I was sitting out by the airplane and, uh, you know, in the chair under the umbrella talking to people as they were coming and going. And this young kid walked up and he started asking me just really specific questions about the airplane. Like, you know, so specific that I'm like, man, did you build one of these? You look really young to have built an airplane. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm I'm 16 years old. I'm a member of, uh, I can't remember what chapter it was down in Florida, but he's a member of one of the chapters in Florida. He said, yeah, my mom took me out to one of the Young Eagles rallies one time and I took a flight and it was really cool. And the chapter started this airplane build project. So I've been helping out with the build project. And uh, yeah, I actually just got a, a, a Ray Aviation scholarship. And it was just kind of this like, you know, here's this kid right in front of you that's kind of lived the whole, you know, uh, you know, timeline of what you'd want a kid to do. Came in, took the Young Eagles flight got involved right away with the chapter, started building an airplane, and now here he was learning to fly. Um, and, you know, we hear those st- stories all the time. We know we get see the chapter newsletters or you see the stuff on Facebook. But uh, to then meet him and then as he brought his mom over like 20 minutes later, he went and found her. And she was literally in tears uh, talking about um, how much EAA had done for her and her family through not only the scholarship, but also just the mentorship they had provided her and her son and the community. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's what this is all about is just, you know, good people helping good people and, you know, airplanes just happen to be involved. Charlie, do you have a favorite? Well, no, I do want to just mention one thing because it's not a specific chapter, but we have, uh, you know, this Ray scholarship program that we recently, you know, I say recently introduced about four years now, we have just hit the 400th, private pilot minted through that program. And it is fundamentally a chapter-based program where they, they, you know, yes, it's a scholarship for $11,000 to earn your private pilot's uh, certificate. But I will tell you, it reminds me of how difficult aviation can be because even though the money in that case is taken care of, all sorts of roadblocks come up. I mean, everything from medical challenges for, you know, young people that might have been on, you know, uh, ADHD kind of medicines to uh, just, you know, the pandemic hit. And, you know, then you got some flight schools that maybe aren't the greatest uh, shepherds of, of people through the system where you need somebody to kind of steer them in the right direction. So it's uh, it's just wonderful that our chapters have stepped up and, and that we have like six or seven chapters that have had uh, six race scholars successfully complete now through their chapter. And, you know, I mean, that just says a lot as to how driven they are to see young people succeed in aviation. Well, I, I mean, and I, I agree that is uh, an incredible milestone. And, you know, it, it's amazing to me to see that, you know, a lot of times when you see a place advertising something, you're like, oh, okay, we'll see. And, and EA is very proud of that we are we are growing pilots and we are growing the future of aviation, whether it's engineers, controllers out of here. Um, but it really is happening here and at our chapters out there. I mean, not just at headquarters. It's something that the the theme of this show is. It's it's happening across the country with with these ambassadors of aviation and these programs. Yeah, I mean, fundamentally. You know, there's several, you know, crown jewels in aviation, you know, or within the world of EAA. And I, you know, I would say like we founded, you know, we founded on home building, 
Um, you know, we've got the you know world class museum here. We have Young Eagles, um, but fundamentally, chapters is what sets us apart from any other organization because we literally have you know boots on the ground that can do stuff in the local community, and they are a hundred percent volunteer driven. So you know you gotta you gotta keep that in mind. You know that no one's getting paid to do this. And I will emphasize that the more you put in, the more you get out of your chapter. So you know there's nothing wrong with being a chapter member and just showing up and flipping pancakes once a year. But if you step up and do a leadership role or step up and take over, you know, running some program that's offered, you know, as part of the chapter, you will get more out of it. So you know it's 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 changed my life literally i mean it, the most of the joy that i get out of aviation has come out of the my affiliation with different chapters you know wherever i've lived wherever i have lived at the time so i would really encourage people that if you want to deepen and broaden your enjoyment of aviation you know get involved in a chapter because it is uh, a great group of people and they are there to help each other. And, you know, we have programs that are only, not only, but primarily administered, you know, through the chapter network. So, I mean, I'm directly engaged with our technical counselor program. So if you're building an aircraft, you know, we encourage people to come over, look at it while you're building it. And oftentimes tech counselors are affiliated with chapters and help support you. And chapters will do things like tool cribs and, you know, support the home builders that way. So there's just so much resource out there. Not again, not every chapter has it, you know. I mean, we have some really big chapters that offer everything under the sun and we have some smaller chapters that, you know, just, you know, kind of cover the basics, but you know, I would just strongly encourage you to get, you know, get in get engaged and and see what your local chapter has to offer. Well, and you know, if you're interested in any form of aviation, it's such a resource that's right there. Uh I mean, they're they're just a wonderful welcoming pathway into the to this world of aviation. Um, you know, even some of those small chapters, I've been, you know, I, I, I've gotten a tour of a lot of chapters as I'm doing the talks. And I mean, there's been chapters where I go to their meeting and there's like 12 of them. Um, but those are some of the like warmest friendships that you'll ever see of these people, uh, you know, just down the road here or just, you know, they're keeping tabs on one another, you know, they're, they'll be talking about recent flights they've had or where they're going to go. And, you know, I've seen one person uh, decide they wanted to fly like to the West coast, uh, in like a, uh, in like a cub, I think it was. And, you know, basically it was like, Hey, do you, you want to go? And the other guy who was standing at the meeting was just like, yeah, I'll go. And it was like the next week they jumped in a cub and took off and flew like out to the West coast and back in a, a G3 cub. So, um, and it was spur of the moment just happened sitting there at a chapter meeting. That's kind of a lot of, a lot of stuff gets formed organically out of chapter meetings by just putting it, It's kind of, as David touched on, I mean, in a lot of ways it's air venture, you know, 12 months out of the year, whereas air venture is compressed into seven, seven days. I mean, you, I mean the current aircraft I'm building, I'm building with uh, a friend of mine, John Egan, who's now working at EA. But when we started, we just started talking at a chapter meeting about like, Hey, I want to build a, a, a super cub knockoff. And he said, I'm in. And we started building them side by side and we're still doing it. So ah. a lot of connections get made. And that's that association part that I was talking about earlier, the friendships that you make through, the, the love of aviation and, and getting together at least once a month. Well, in a few seconds ago, you mentioned the convention and a lot of chapters, 
for lack of a better term, you know, they own a chunk of our convention, if you will. I mean, they come up and they, they put boots on the ground and, and manpower here. With, we couldn't do it without them. Can you talk a little bit about some of that? Yeah, a great example of that one is the Chapter 75 down in Quad Cities has been doing emergency aircraft repair for as long as I can remember. And I've been here 23 years, but they were doing it. They've probably been doing it 43 years or something like that. I don't know the exact date, but they just recognize that, you know, you got all these people flying a convention and sometimes the aircraft, you know, lets you down a little bit and you need to do a little bit of work just to make sure that you can get back home and really deal with the problem or fix some minor problem while you're here. And so they show up and they bring all the tools and they bring, um, you know, uh, anything you can think of to assist somebody to, to patch their aircraft back together and fly home safely. So it's, it's a great service and they don't charge anything for it. And they have a big inventory of tools now, and it's just a wonderful thing. And they've, they just do it because they, they want to support members. And there's a chapter up the street that does the tie downs in the North 40, uh, chapter 444. They've been doing it for years. And I know there's other places, but it's just like, those are the, the two that come to mind. Well, and I would even say those are kind of like the, they're officially sponsored by the chapters, but I even look at like what goes on at Homebuilt Headquarters. You know, uh, Chapter 91 is kind of like the unofficial chapter there. It seems like a good majority or a good number of the volunteers there are all from that chapter. So even though it's not a Chapter 91 sponsored thing, it's, hey, all these chapter members have decided this is like the area they want to volunteer together, you know, at the grounds or the welcome wagons yep, that are, the, you know, put together uh, by what yep. is it, Chapter 234 in Traverse City and 91? Yeah, there's there's two, well, there's actually two primary chapters that put together the Home Builders welcome wagons that, again, they saw a need where they recognized that, you know, Home Builders pilots fly in, they've got their gear, they want to get to, say, Camp Scholar, the bus stop, and they built these chop-top, you know, vans to transport them and their gear to wherever they need to go on the grounds. And they've been, you know, supporting that effort. And then Chapter 91, as you mentioned, just added a, another welcome wagon that we affectionately call the uh, Popemobile, if you see it on the grounds, and you'll understand it when you see it. So, Well, and even in the lead-up to you know, to the show, our, our, uh, weekend work parties, oftentimes it's a group of chapter members that comes for, you know, two or three days and they work with Steve Taylor's team and, uh, down on, on grounds and help prep the grounds. And that's just another fun way for chapters to get together and help contribute to the show before the show begins. Yeah. Well, and, and we have a group, uh, it's a kind of a conglomerate of a few chapters, uh, that comes down, uh, from Minneapolis and they help us move airplanes the whole week, you know, before, uh, and you know, it, it's crazy because it's a lot of hard work. You have to move about. We've moved a few airplanes around for the show, uh, and it's hot, and you're still getting ready for the air show, so you're still doing other stuff. Um, but you look forward to it because you look forward to seeing your friends. That this is, you know, one of the only times you really get to see them uh, throughout the year, and you know that's good. it's nuts to look forward to. Uh, but you do. You look forward to that week of working outside together, pulling airplanes around because you know you're gonna have a good time and you know and just talk airplanes that week. And since we're uh, speaking of convention, Charlie, you should probably touch on what goes on in the campground uh, every single morning for folks that are maybe on the grounds looking for a bite to eat. Yeah. So a number of years ago, how long ago was that? Five years Five ago? Five years ago. Five years ago, we decided to take an old uh, unused pavilion, really, and we turned it into the Chapters Pavilion. And that's kind of the home base for Chapters out in Camp Scholar. But one of the things we introduced that year was a daily pancake breakfast where EAA staff, primarily John Egan, puts together 
all the supplies you'd need to hold a, a pancake breakfast in the morning and a chapter will volunteer to, to run it and all the proceeds, the net proceeds from that day's pancake breakfast goes back to them to deploy, you know, for good works back at their chapter, you know, wherever they are in the country. And uh, this year was, you know, it keeps growing every year. And so, you know, you need about 20 chapter members to run this thing. But this year we'll have sent back $28,000 to the various chapters involved. It provides a great service for people that are camping. I know when I camped out at Sun and Fun, the last thing I really want to deal with is trying to make breakfast. So to be able to just kind of wander over to a pavilion and buy, you know, an $8 breakfast, you know, coffee, you know, sausages, you know, pancakes, that's a great option. So it's a real service, but then the chapters get to earn quite a bit of money. And we just hit the $100,000 total mark since we started this going back to chapters. So very proud of that. And everybody loves it. I mean, it's just a great social activity out in the campground. Just one more little unique thing that goes on under that big umbrella of Air Venture. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a case uh, uh, you haven't uh, caught on by now. I think uh, one of the most hidden benefits uh, of this, not really hidden, but one of the biggest benefits of being an EA member is uh, the option of going out and being a part of a chapter and um, getting together the group. I mean, coming here, I think, as a group just elevates how much fun coming to Oshkosh uh, truly is. Well, Charlie always says you don't know your chapter members until you've camped with them for a week in Camp Schuller. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're actually running up against the clock. I just want to ask you guys, is there one piece of advice that you would give someone who's maybe on the fence about joining a chapter? Well, I mean, I, I just think you, you need to go try it. And, you know, definitely try, you know, if there's multiple chapters, you know, Go to go and visit both, you know, two or three of them and see what you like. But again, I'll just go back to you get out of it what you put into it. So get engaged. Yeah. And I, I, I would add on to that, that no matter where you're at in aviation, if you've been involved for, you know, three decades and you've kind of done everything under the sun, there's still a place for you to learn more in a chapter and give back to the community. If you're brand new to aviation and you don't really know where to start, chapter is the best place to start because you're going to find a group of people that are, you know, willing and excited to point you in the right direction. So no matter where you are on your, you know, aviation journey in that spectrum, you know, it's a, it's a spot for you. I should probably add, if there is no chapter in your area, you know, you can, if you have 10 EA members, we'll let you start a chapter and it's not that hard and we'll kind of walk you through the process. So if, if for some, I mean, we have 903 chapters, but there are places that don't have them. So if you want to start one, just let us know and we'll, we'll support it. Again, just ea.org slash find a chapter. I really appreciate you guys taking some time out. You guys are two of the hardest working folks here. And uh, it, it's always a pleasure just to get to chat with you a bit about uh, really one of the most important missions that we do here. Uh, and uh, I can guarantee you, I, you can go to any general aviation airport around if you uh uh, mention one of these two guys uh, at the EA chapter. They'll definitely uh, know David and Charlie. So um, please, if you're listening out there and you're on the fence about joining uh, just the EA or joining a chapter or becoming more involved at the airport, do it. it uh, you know, I think chapters are a great way to show people that the airport is it's part of their community. They're welcome there. And uh, so I think it's very vital. If you're on the fence, please go out and go out and try it out. You know, you won't, the only thing you're going to be out is an evening. So 
Um, for those that uh, uh, keep listening to, to The Green Dot, we have more episodes coming, but we really greatly appreciate it. Uh, without your support, your comments, your feedback, uh, we couldn't keep this going. So please keep that going. Uh, and uh, we're going to record a few more here in the next couple weeks to uh, keep the entertainment going. Hopefully you're entertained. Uh, but uh, again, thanks for listening, and we will catch you next time when you're cleared to land on The Green Dot. Thank you.